Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. This is your host, John Hagedorn. Today, two family-friendly stories from the Brothers Grimm. The Frog Prince and the Story of Briar Rose. Hope you enjoy. Our first story is called The Frog Prince, a Brother's Grim Tale, and one of my favorites. In olden times, when to wish was to have, there lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful. But the youngest was so fair that the son himself, although he saw her often, was enchanted every time she came out into the sunshine. Near the castle of this king was a large and gloomy forest, and in the midst grew an old linden tree, beneath whose branches splashed a little fountain. When the days were very warm, the king's youngest daughter ran off to the woods and sat down by the side of the fountain. When she felt dull, she would often amuse herself by throwing a golden ball up in the air and catching it. This was her favorite form of play. Now, one day it happened that this golden ball did not fall down into her hand, but on the grass, and then it rolled past her into the fountain. The child followed the ball with her eyes, but it disappeared beneath the water, which was so deep that no one could even see to the bottom. Then she began to lament and to cry louder and louder, and as she wailed, a voice called out, "'Why do you weep, O princess? Your tears would move even a stone to pity.' She looked around at the spot from which the voice came, and saw a frog stretching his fat, ugly head out of the water. "'Ah, you old water-paddler,' said she. "'Was it you that spoke? "'I'm crying for my golden ball, "'which has slipped into the water.' "'Well, do not cry,' answered the frog. "'I can tell you what to do. "'But what will you give me "'if I fetch your plaything up again?' "'What will you have, dear frog?' said she. "'My dresses, my pearls and jewels, "'or the golden crown that I wear?' "'The frog answered, "'Dresses, jewels, or golden crowns "'are not for me. "'But if you will love me, "'and let me be your companion and playmate, "'and sit at your table, "'and eat from your little gold plate, "'and drink out of your cup, "'and sleep in your little bed. "'If you will promise me all these, "'then I will dive down and fetch up your golden ball.' "'Oh, I'll promise you all,' said she, "'if you will only get me my ball.' "'But she thought to herself, "'What is that silly frog croaking about? "'Let him stay in the water with his frogs. "'He cannot be company for any human being.' The frog, as soon as he had received her promise, drew his head under the water and dived down. Presently he swam up again with the ball in his mouth and threw it on the grass. The princess was full of joy when she again saw her beautiful plaything, and taking it up, she ran off immediately. "'Stop! Stop!' cried the frog. "'Take me with you. I cannot run as you can.' But all his croaking was useless. Although it was loud enough, she did not hear it, but hastening home, soon forgot the poor frog, who was obliged to leap back into the fountain. The next day, when the princess was sitting at table with her father and all his courtiers, and she was eating from her little gold plate, something was heard coming up the marble stairs. Splish-splash! Splish-splash! 
and when it arrived at the top, it knocked at the door, and a voice said, "'Open the door, youngest daughter of the king, and let me in.' So she rose and went to see who it was that called her. But when she opened the door and caught sight of the frog, she shut it again very quickly, and sat down at the table looking very pale. The king saw that her heart was beating violently, and asked her if it was a giant coming to fetch her away who stood at the door. "'Oh, no,' answered she. "'It's no giant, but an ugly frog.' "'What does the frog want with you?' said the king. "'Oh, dear father, when I was sitting yesterday playing by the fountain, my golden ball fell into the water, and this frog fetched it up again because I cried so much. But first I must tell you, he pressed me so much that I promised him that he should be my companion.' "'I never thought that he could come out of the water, "'but somehow he has jumped out, "'and now he wants to come in here.' "'At that moment there was another knock, "'and a voice said, "'Youngest princess, open the door. "'Have you forgotten your promises made "'at the fountain so clear, "'neath the lime-tree's shade? "'Youngest princess, open the door, "'open the door.' "'Then the king said, "'What you have promised, that you must do. "'Go and let him in.' So the princess went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in after her right up to her chair, and as soon as she was seated, the frog said, "'Take me up.' She hesitated so long that at last the king ordered her to obey. As soon as the frog sat on the chair, he jumped up onto the table and said, "'Now, push your plate near me, that we may eat together.' She did so, but, as everyone saw, very unwillingly. The frog seemed to relish his dinner, but every bit that the king's daughter ate nearly choked her. At last the frog said, "'I am satisfied, and feel very tired. Will you carry me upstairs now to our room, and make our bed ready that we may sleep?' At this speech the princess began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog, and dared not touch him, and besides, he actually wanted to sleep in her beautiful, clean bed." Her tears only made the king very angry, and he said, "'He who helped you in the time of your trouble must not now be despised. "'Why can't you be less selfish and more kind, like your older sister?' "'Because I have no wish to be,' answered the young girl, "'and I certainly will not befriend the likes of this creature.' So she took the frog up with two fingers and put him in a corner of her room. But as she lay in her bed, he crept up to it and said, "'I am so very tired that I shall sleep well. "'Do take me up, or I will tell your father.' "'This speech put her in a passion, "'and, catching up the frog, "'she threw him with all her strength against the wall, "'saying angrily, "'Now, will you be quiet, you ugly frog?' "'At that moment the princess's older sister "'burst into the room, "'and upon seeing the frog lying on the floor, struggling, "'she picked the frog up, stroked its back, "'and kissed it on the nose.' Suddenly there was a burst of light, a puff of smoke, and the frog changed into a handsome prince. He explained to the young princess and her sister that he had been turned into a frog by a witch who lived in the woods. She had placed him under a spell which commanded that he would remain a frog always until a human showed him kindness and true love. After he finished speaking, the prince took the hand of the older sister, whose name was Gwendolen, and said these words, "'You have shown me true love and kindness this day.' I am forever in your debt for breaking the spell which has been placed upon me. If you will have me for your husband, I will share my kingdom with you and love you all your days. Wilt thou be my wife and queen? 
While the younger sister stared speechless and open-mouthed, the two kissed and she said yes, and let the record show that the young prince and Gwendolyn lived happily ever after. And the moral of the story is, if you kiss enough frogs on the nose, sooner or later, one is going to come through for you. We'll return with our second story right after these sponsor messages. Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach, otherwise known to millions of filmgoers as Cary Grant. This story comes from his daughter Jennifer Grant, and ex-wife Diane Cannon. It's a series. The performance of Jason Isaacs, who plays Cary Grant, is top-notch. I highly recommend it. You can only find it on my favorite TV, BritBox. Sign up to BritBox today to stream Archie and other fan favorites today from any device. I have a special, limited-time offer for my U.S. and Canadian listeners. Get 50% off your first month when you sign up for a monthly plan, but only if you go to BritBox.com and use my promo code 1001STORIES at checkout. Don't wait. Get 50% off your first month. Just use promo code 1001STORIES at BritBox.com. Try it. You'll like it. Our second story is called Briar Rose, again by the Brothers Grimm. time ago there were a king and queen who said every day, Ah, if only we had a child! But they never had one. But it happened that once, when the queen was bathing, a frog crept out of the water onto the land, and said to her, Your wish shall be fulfilled. Before a year has gone by, you shall have a daughter. What the frog had said came true, and the queen had a little girl who was so pretty that the king could not contain himself for joy, and ordered a great feast. He invited not only his kindred, friends and acquaintance, but also the wise women, in order that they might be kind and well disposed towards the child. There were thirteen of them in his kingdom, but as he had only twelve golden plates for them to eat out of, one of them had to be left at home. The feast was held with all manner of splendor, and when it came to an end, the wise women bestowed their magic gifts upon the baby. One gave virtue, another beauty, a third riches, and so on, with everything in the world that one could wish for. When eleven of them had made their promises, suddenly the thirteenth came in. 
she wished to avenge herself for not having been invited, and without greeting, or even looking at anyone, she cried with a loud voice, "'The king's daughter shall in her fifteenth year prick herself with a spindle, and fall down dead.' And without saying a word more, she turned round and left the room. They were all shocked, but the twelfth, whose good wish still remained unspoken, came forward, and as she could not undo the evil sentence, but only soften it, she said, "'It shall not be death, but a deep sleep of a hundred years, into which the princess shall fall.' The king, who would fain keep his dear child from the misfortune, gave orders that every spindle in the whole kingdom should be burnt. Meanwhile the gifts of the wise women were plenteously fulfilled on the young girl, for she was so beautiful, modest, good-natured, and wise, that everyone who saw her was bound to love her. It happened that on the very day when she was fifteen years old, the king and the queen were not at home, and the maiden was left in the palace quite alone. So she went round into all sorts of places, looked into rooms and bedchambers just as she liked, and at last came to an old tower. She climbed up the narrow winding staircase, and reached a little door. A rusty key was in the lock, and when she turned it, the door sprang open, and there in a little room sat an old woman with a spindle, busily spinning her flax. "'Good day, old dame,' said the king's daughter. "'What are you doing there?' "'I am spinning,' said the old woman, and nodded her head. "'What sort of thing is that that rattles round so merrily?' "'said the girl, and she took the spindle "'and wanted to spin too. "'But scarcely had she touched the spindle "'when the magic decree was fulfilled "'and she pricked her finger with it. "'And in the very moment when she felt the prick, "'she fell down upon the bed that stood there "'and lay in a deep sleep. "'And this sleep extended over the whole palace. "'The king and queen who had just come home "'and had entered the great hall "'began to go to sleep, "'and the whole of the court with them. The horses, too, went to sleep in the stable, the dogs in the yard, the pigeons upon the roof, the flies on the wall. Even the fire that was flaming on the hearth became quiet and slept. The roast meat left off frizzling, and the cook, who was just going to pull the hair of the scullery boy because he had forgotten something, let him go, and went to sleep. And the wind fell, and on the trees before the castle not a leaf moved again." but round about the castle there began to grow a hedge of thorns, which every year became higher, and at last grew close up round the castle, and all over it, so that there was nothing of it to be seen, not even a flag upon the roof. But the story of the beautiful, sleeping Briar Rose, for so the princess was named, went about the country, so that from time to time king's sons came and tried to get through the thorny hedge into the castle, but they found it impossible for the thorns held fast together, as if they had hands, and the youths were caught in them. They could not get loose again, and died a miserable death trying. After long, long years, a king's son came again to that country, and heard an old man talking about the thorn hedge, and that a castle was said to stand behind it, in which a wonderfully beautiful princess, named Briar Rose, had been asleep for a hundred years, and that the king and queen and the whole court were asleep likewise. He had heard, too, from his grandfather, 
that many king's sons had already come and had tried to get through that thorny hedge, but they had remained sticking fast in it and had died pitiful deaths. Then the youth said, I am not afraid. I will go and see the beautiful briar rose. The good old man might dissuade him as he would. He did not listen to his words. But by this time the hundred years had just passed, and the day had come when Briar Rose was to awake again. When the king's son came near to the thorn hedge, it was nothing but large and beautiful flowers, which parted from each other of their own accord, and let him pass unhurt. Then they closed again behind him like a hedge. In the castle yard he saw the horses and the spotted hounds lying asleep. On the roof sat the pigeons with their heads under their wings. And when he entered the house, the flies were asleep upon the wall. The cook in the kitchen was still holding out his hand to seize the boy, and the maid was sitting by the black hen which she was going to pluck. He went on farther, and in the great hall he saw the whole of the court lying asleep, and up by the throne lay the king and the queen. Then he went on still farther, and all was so quiet that a breath could be heard. And at last he came to the tower, and opened the door into the little room where Briar Rose was sleeping. There she lay, so beautiful that he could not turn his eyes away, and he stooped down and gave her a kiss. But as soon as he kissed her, Briar Rose opened her eyes and awoke, and looked at him quite sweetly. Then they went down together, and the king awoke, and the queen, and the whole court, and looked at each other in great astonishment. And the horses in the courtyard stood up and shook themselves. The hounds jumped up and wagged their tails. The pigeons upon the roof pulled out their heads from under their wings, looked round, and flew into the open country. The flies on the walls crept again. The fire in the kitchen burned up and flickered and cooked the meat. The joint began to turn and frizzle again, and the cook gave the boy such a box on the ear that he screamed, and the maid plucked the fowl ready for the spit. And then the marriage of the king's son with Briar Rose was celebrated with all splendor, and they lived contented to the end of their days. We hope you enjoyed the stories of the Frog Prince and Briar Rose, which you probably already know became Disney movies. Thanks for joining us here at 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. Our stories are meant for family discussion, and they're meant to be shared. The greatest gift you can give children is your time, and stories are a great way to pass the time, in the car, at home after dinner, or any time. We would love to hear how you put our stories to good use. Reviews are appreciated. Thanks for listening. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. 
MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 